A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Episode 156, you are listening to the one and only Sport of Podcast, voted best podcast by the City Pages for three years running, which is great. They actually just retired the award and stopped giving it out because uh, it's always us. So congrats to uh, congrats to me. Congrats to you, John. Thank you. And congrats to Clarence, Clarence Swamp Town. I, so I showed up at the City Pages uh, office, yeah. you know, it was like a lunchbox. And, uh, you know, asked where my desk was. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, was, politely, uh, asked, was politely escorted out of the building. So that's uh, still, just a misunderstanding of what, what, it, what the award entailed. Oh. So, <laughs> yeah, I've just been, I've been calling and asking for my paycheck. I've I just heard it's been kind of held up from, you know, IRS issues. Some of the, the man, basically. But so you're saying I should probably stop calling. Probably stop calling. I mean, I, I knocked on the boss's door, like, "Hey, hey, uh, you got a second? And uh, you know, she you know like, me, of course. Yeah. Who, who are you? Um, oh, they always you know, do what? that. How did you yeah. get in here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Bunch of bullshit. Well, in any event, we are facts remain that we're the last winners of that award, so we still hold the belt as the like a boxing title. We still hold the belt, so that's great. Um, I'd like to I'd like to just take a moment and give a shout out to our to our guy Aaron Gleeman as well, who is our NBA expert and our NHL expert, yep. and he's been on the podcast I think five or six times, and I don't know if we've ever talked about baseball. Like the first time it just happened, and after that we were determined not to let him talk about baseball on our podcast. But he won the he won the best sports writer award from City Pages, and I think it's richly deserved because he's one of my favorites and. I'm glad he. I'm glad he won the award, and hopefully, it just leads to greater and greater things for him. Yes, sir. Very true. Just I, like it has for us, we won an award from the city pages, I, and since then, it's been nothing but uphill. For I us. think we've, we've been, been able getting... to split our lives into two distinct factions: pre-award, yep. post-award, with award. Mm-hmm. I should say with the title because we still have it. And we won't relinquish it. Uh, our fourth member tonight, Stu, is still, uh, this is not a joke. He tried to log in and his computer is having updates so he can't log in. So that's another feather in the cap anyone for who, us. <laughs> anyone the, who knows, anyone who knows, has a Windows computer, knows exactly what Stu is going through right now as they try to do something important. And it says, installing update one of 53. Yeah, exactly. So he hopefully will join us soon. Uh, let's get right into it. I wanted to do some quick housekeeping and let you know that our weekly feature, How Are the Worlds Going to Screw This Up, has been postponed. 
Oh, come on. Postponed. Now it's just, for, now it's going to be. For, for one week. Can we replace it with uh, apologize to Clarence? We are, we are um, not going to be well, replacing it with that. I, I wanted to say it's we're only. We're going to replace it with, with <laughs> then with uh, Brandon apologizes to Clarence and John apologizes to Clarence separately. Uh, I think we're going to replace it with reverse jinxing can work for you. Okay. It worked for me. It can work for you. Listen, I was very cynical about this organization. I was using past results to inform future prediction predictions, and I learned that from you, Dad. You're the one who and taught I, that. But I told you that the wolves, that's, that's over. That era is over. Adam Silver ushered in a new era, and you ignore me. You mocked and ridiculed me, both of you, whether it was you directly or as a spokesman for our nameless, faceless Twitter account, you mock and ridiculed me. Uh, I, uh, I, that was the intern. That was the intern. All of this has been the intern. The faceless Twitter account never mocked and ridiculed you, but I will say you were right, Clarence. You were absolutely right. They actually did the right thing for once. And They're going to do the right thing. I, I told you. You the also said that they were going to get... Um, Disbanded, and then the Lakers would have won the title a few times by now. So let's not no, go asking each other's D's just yet. I didn't say that that's what would happen. I said that was my hope. Listen, that was my plan. Most of the time, when you try to drag Different. me into the muck with you, where do I go? High road. You know where I'm at today? Cloud nine. Higher than the high road is where I'm at right now, I'm buddy. You can't. You. I'm just, you can't drag me down. I'm feeling. I'm not I'm, trying to drag you down. I'm just asking for a simple apology. So uh, it won't be happening today. We'll see how much time we have. No promises, of course. I'll I'll see if I can squeeze that in. We are going to be postponing our regular um our regular feature, and I think we just need to give a few shout outs for uh, for this whole thing taking place. So. Uh, Future Historians, of course, is going to be entered in the Library of Congress. This, uh, what we're talking about is the uh, Wolves have hired Thomas Thibodeau to be our new head coach, chief, boss, president, what have you. He's the guy, the head boss. Um, shout out number one to uh, to us true Wolves fans that have been around for some very, very, very bad times. Um, Clarence, I know that you're not a a huge fan, but I'm sure you remember some of the bad times. I'm sure you were just tickled pink by some of the bad times. Um, do you guys remember Christian Leitner doing the thing in the locker room where he pointed out, mm-hmm. loser, 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 and then pointed, gave him the thumb back to himself and said, winner. That's a, one of the best. That's not a, actually a low point. That's actually <laughs> maybe <laughs> a high point for Minnesota sports. One of, of the, the best. first 15 years of the Timberwolves, that was definitely a high point. We are going to do this at some point. We're going to get... We're going to create a list, and whether we talk about it on the podcast or, or maybe write it or something, um, a list of... I don't even know what you want to call those moments. We'll think of a name of, like, their bad... They're ostensibly terrible memories, but now we just laugh and laugh about how crazy those memories were. For Minnesota sports, that would be one of the top... Like the the Christian Ponder Hail Mary, like one of those Things moments where like it was mind. terrible, uh, yeah, but Dwayne Rudd like celebrating. As... What happened in Cleveland? That wasn't that wasn't with the Vikings. Uh, that was, I thought it did. That was. I thought that was the more famous one, but it did happen in Minnesota too. That's, I mean, wrong way, Marshall is hilarious. Marshall, that is hilarious. Delman Young charging his own bench. 
<laughs> Some of the greatest ever. So Dino, that one was immediately great. How about Dino Cicerelli going to the mailbox without any pants on? Classic. Swinging, just, just, just swinging death. Classic. <laughs> just out there for the whole world to see. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know what we want to call those moments. Those I don't know if you want to call them sportive moments because I don't think we're that big of disasters as human beings. But uh, <laughs> there will be there will be a list someday. That's our promise to you. And as you know, we make when a lot of promises. We don't break them, but missed the uh, missed the draft pick. Yep, that was a great. That, and then and then the Vikings tried to tell Kevin Williams that they're going to pay him the lower salary because even though they were going to pick him, what, at seven? Yeah. They, yeah. yeah. Instead of trading down, they just passed <laughs> down. They just passed a couple of times. Just passed. Like, well, we picked you seventh. So. It was fun. I'm trying to think of more. Well, we'll get there at some point. I wanted to just talk about... The time some... Marty Cordova got injured with a tanning bed. Tanning bed. That was unbelievable. Um. God. Okay. Well, we'll keep thinking. Some other lowlights. Uh, the Joe Smith signing. We we had to live yep. through that. We had to live through in duty. Oh, Eb. You know, what the pinnacle? It Knobloch getting hit with the batteries and the wieners. Yeah. I mean, that's now. That's stop this. this. <laughs> a championship day. Quit this. Quit there's probably like 50 of them involving Sid Hartman somehow. I don't know what exactly they are. will be but... forced to forfeit. That's the top one, I think. That might be my favorite. Yep. Not block with wieners. It... <laughs> Nobody ever actually hit him with anything. That was disappointing. It would have been nice. I mean... The, the most impressive thing of all was some guy who took a running start in the second deck and launched a hot dog all the way onto the field. That was, I mean... That's probably Christian on his resume. Pond- Christian Ponder well, there's, took a hot dog from the second deck onto the field. <laughs> right. There's a touch of art- artisticness that nobody was accurate enough to hit yeah. Chuck Knobloch. It's sort of coincidental. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, poetic. It's poetic. Poetic. That's the word I'm looking for. Yep. And you got to give some credit to the guy who had the foresight to bring a golf ball to the game to whip it. <laughs> Why? Why would you? Were do you that? golfing and you just forgot it? <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, those are the things, guys. Those are the things that I'm remembering. Um, so we lived through a lot of those as Wolves fans, and uh, and now we get to to bask in the glory. At least for one week, and still we start start thinking negatively about it. That we finally have the future cornerstones and the really awesome coach. So, so this is good. How long, Gibbs, how long Gibbs. until everybody's yeah. hurt? Everyone will be hurt soon. John, I would love Happy. to talk to you about that when we resume our traditional. How are the wolves going to fuck this up? That will be next week. This week, uh, we are just we are just basking in it. We're just going to sit here in the sunshine. And love that this actually happened, that there was a thing that was categorically loved by not only us homers, us rubes, but the the smart national guys, too, saying this is a slam dunk, uh, perfect hire for this team, for this organization, etc. So um, two big no. pieces, uh, two big people I want to credit for this. Number oh, one. Okay. I didn't prepare a speech. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, Bron Bron. 
LeBron James forced the love trade, which not only gave us Wiggins, it also uh, fast-forwarded the tank job that followed immediately, which led us to Cat. So no chance any of this happens without LeBron deciding he was going to play general manager and for some weird fucking reason decided Kevin Love was the guy he needed to have on his team. So credit number one, Bron Bron. Credit number two... Not Clarence Swamptown. Credit number two is, and I, I have a question for you guys, is whoever convinced Glenn Taylor that to think differently this time around. Do you guys have any... any? Okay, so I think there's three possibilities here, and you tell me which one you think it is. I know who I think it is. I'm, I don't think he's going to be in your three, though. Number one... I what, have a guess, too. I do think he'll be in your three. Okay, okay go. Uh, number one, least likely, but possible, one of his grandchildren. Somehow one of his grandkids has decided to start reading A Wolf Among Wolves and has been saying, Grandpa, everybody's making fun of you on the internet. So one of his grandchildren that he really loves has decided, I'm going to tell Grandpa Glenn about how to actually do this. Grandpa Glenn's going to listen to me. Okay, so that's one. Number two, uh, KG. I know that KG obviously played with Thibodeau um, when they were on the Celtics. And I don't think it's too unrealistic to have KG come into Glenn's office or out on the fucking golf course or wherever they hang out and say, hey, man, I love me some Sam Mitchell. He's hardworking, but there's a limit to his coaching that's just not going to fly that that long. I know Tom Thibodeau's available. He's been texting me and telling me how interested he wants to get back into it. If you have an opportunity to get to, to Thibodeau, you got to grab him as soon as humanly possible, and you got to trust me on this one. That would explain why they dumped Mitchell and Newton pretty unceremoniously at the end of the year because they knew, hey, we got a week for this guy before he decides he's going to go take the Kings job, Lakers job, Brooklyn job, whoever. Um, So that's number two option. Number three, I think this, I don't even know how to say his name, and you guys know we love mispronouncing names here. It's one of our deals. Is Rick this, Adelman? It's Rick Adelman. Adam Silvier? Rick Adelman. <laughs> Adam. <laughs> no. Is this Levian guy? Levian? Steve Levian? Levian? The guy who wants to buy part of the team from Taylor? He's the only guy that's been outside of the car, sort of country club circle that Taylor's been talking to. So this uh, uh, Levy, fucking that guy, uh, may have been like, dude, get with the times. You got to hire a firm and they'll tell you who's best. You can't keep hiring your fucking buddies all the time. You guys are brutal. I yeah. want to buy the team. I want it to be good. So hire the Corn Fairy. Who's... Big shout out to Corn Fairy for identifying the one guy everyone in the world identifies. That's the dream job right there. The so, dream job. They got $150,000 like for like 10 minutes George, of work. George W. Bush called up Dick Cheney. was like, hey, Dick, I need some help finding a vice president. And two weeks later, it was like, well, I've got an idea for you. George. Yeah. It's me. I'm going to be your vice president. Corn Ferry got paid $150,000, and all they needed was to set up a party line between, hey, we're going to dial them in. All right, you guys talk. Bye. The end. <laughs> good, good talking to you. The party so line. My the party theory, line you, I think you probably know my theory. You didn't name him. No, I'm know. actually right with Clarence, because I think this is actually the answer. I, I think it's Adam Silver, and I think it's Adam Silver because he's looking at the situation, saying, "Okay, you got Wiggins, you've got Levine, but more, most importantly, you've got Catnips. You've got this young, potential giant, the next superstar, the next wave of. He's at least in the next wave of superstars, if not the superstar. And Glenn, 
I'm not going to let you fuck this up. You fuck up everything you touch when it comes to the NBA. I am not going to let you fuck this up. If he was, if if the Wolves just had another goofball, you know, fuck up. Um, if it was just Wiggins, let's say, mm-hmm. good player but not a potential top tier superstar, Silver would stay hands off. Catnips is transcendent. He's the next level. Silver sees this and he goes, "All right, I'm stepping in here, Glenn. Uh, here's what here's what we're going to do." And it's it's obvious. That, I think you're right. It's obvious. It's somebody that stepped in. I mean, the situation I'd compare it to is if you had like, let's say you have this buddy, lifelong bachelor, this buddy of yours. He's 40 years old, lifelong bachelor, just a slob, lives Herb. like a slob. Herb. Well, he's not a he's not a bachelor, but he, he was for a long time. Dress is terrible, you know, house is just a shit pile, just a slob. And then suddenly, out of the blue, starts dressing like fucking Timberlake. You know, and his house just like is Brock's immaculate. Is what you meant to What's say. going on? It, your buddy's got a girlfriend, obviously. He's, he's, that's Obviously, he didn't just wake up one day and start dressing like Timberlake. He, he's he didn't clean his own ears out. He's knocking off a piece. He's got a girlfriend. That's what's going on. Glenn Taylor's got a girlfriend. I think it's Adam Silver. He didn't just all of a sudden change behavior over that leopard. Doesn't change its spots. He's got a girlfriend. I think it's Silver. You think it's Steve Levian? Levian, whatever Lev- it is. Levian. I'm gonna um, I'm gonna give you my actual reason that I think it's Adam Silver. So oh, God. I was listening to two of you the the well the well known the the well listened to um, Brower and Britt podcast. The Timberwolves podcast for David Brower and Britt Robson. Four episodes and, way, and already more popular than us. Yeah, by far. <laughs> Fuckers. <laughs> way, way more popular because they have actual information and aren't just aren't, aren't just saying swears into the microphone. But, you know. They get see, their Windows updates in in the afternoon is what you're saying. He, <laughs> <laughs> he each his own, you know, facts, whatever. And, by the way, I had no idea Britt Robson had an East Coast accent. It's a great sounds accent. Like, it does. sounds like it's my favorite from Spotlight. My favorite part of the whole podcast when he swears with his accent. Yeah, true. These motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I love that shit. Um, so anyway, they were talking about the the time that Taylor hired David Kahn, and what Robson said was that he did so on the advice of David Stern and David Donnie Walsh. Mm-hmm. Which, if you were going to... Wait, Donnie Walsh, like from New Kids on the Block? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> no, obviously it's not. It's the Knicks GM, vice president, something Knicks like that. Knicks and Pacers for a <laughs> long time <laughs> built the Pacers. <laughs> so, clearly, number one, Taylor has no idea what to do in situations like this. Because he's going to a league commissioner and a guy who's worked for the worst franchise in sports for years Yep, for advice. And hiring a guy who used to be a sports writer because they said so. So clearly, number one, he has no idea what he's doing. And number two, he'll do whatever somebody tells him to. Well, Donnie so, Walsh was a, like an uh, extremely respected guy. He built that Pacers organization for like 20 years, and they were awesome. And he still recommended that David Kahn get hired as an NBA GM? <laughs> yeah, no, he's not perfect. <laughs> I'm just saying he was not. Donnie a... Walsh is gone. Oh, it should have been gone a long Whatever time ago. But I'm saying at the time. Built up, it's over. It should, yes. Yes, that is very true. So, number one, Taylor doesn't know what's going on. Number two, he's willing to do anything anyone tells him. So, I'm more than willing to believe that Adam Silver stepped in and was like, listen, Glenn, instead of just going through your cell phone and dialing whoever you find in there, 
why don't you talk to a search firm and do what they tell you to do? Yep. And the search firm just read something that Adrian Wojciechowski wrote and did whatever did whatever he said, but at least that's something better than Glenn Taylor talking to the walls in his office in Mankato and trying to figure out what to do that way. I think, though, um, I don't know. It's tough to think about what a commissioner does and should do and, and how much they should be stepping into a certain team's business. And I think what's what's hard for me to understand is now if Taylor makes a call into David Stern and said, hey, man, we need to hire somebody new. Can you hook me up with somebody who's just been around the basketball world for a long time that I can consult with? Yeah, call Donnie Walsh. That makes perfect sense to me. If the if if the claim is that the commissioner is going directly to a team and saying, hey, I'm stepping in, I think that, unfortunately, there's not a whole lot of evidence of that happening because my sense is if that was the way thing, things were done, uh, the Lakers wouldn't be such a dumpster fire. The Knicks wouldn't be such a tire fire. The like all these, the biggest markets right now are horseshit. So you'd think that they would step into some of those uh, first. But if you're just saying like Taylor's lost and he has no clue what he's doing, so he's just going to call the bot, the head guy. Uh, yeah, that makes perfect sense. That's great. I just wish I knew who it was so we could credit that person and I could go try to chase him down and kiss him on the mouth. <laughs> I just got. I just want to kiss you right now. Yeah, just yep. go full name if Adam. Yes, exactly. Um, in any event, no matter who it was. So okay, so we're gonna say it's either KG Silver or Steve Levin. Steve Levianski. Levin. Uh, one of those. Sure three. I will say I'm pretty sure I'm pronouncing Tom Thibodeau's name right. Yep, it's and Thib- you gotta say it's no, it's Thibodeau. It is not. It's Thibodeau. It but, is he, but his nickname is Tibbs. The smart guys are telling me it's Thibodeau. It's Thibodeau. We're not going to call yeah. him that. That's too hard to say. It's Thibodeau for us. But the actual pronunciation is Thib. It can't. Ugh, forget it. <laughs> I thought I had one. There's no chance. It's over now. <laughs> it's over forever. You can pronounce it however you want on the continent, John. <laughs> I've. I, I tried and failed, and I've officially become my father. You say and that uh, weekly. You say that every single yep. week. Oh, no. You officially became your father a long time ago, John. Jonathan. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so we are going to... Um, we are going to break it down, the negatives, at some point, uh, if if they exist. We're not even going to think about that right now. But right now, it is a... It is a new and weird feeling to think of absolute confidence and all signs pointing up. I don't remember as a Wolves fan this ever happening. So, um, so it's well, good. Were you this excited when they hired Adelman? I was not this excited um, for a couple reasons. I was very excited, though. I mean, he's a legitimate coach. Um, they just didn't have the the absolute talent at the time, and he was a little bit. There was rumblings of him being a little bit. I don't know if "over the hills" the right word, but like he was calling and looking around for a job for some reason. So, true or not, I was maybe a tiny bit less excited. But yeah, I was. But there was no cat back then. There was no Wiggins back then. I mean, no matter the the roster has not been this promising, probably ever. KG and Marbury maybe. Um, 
but then backing it up with uh, with a what most again smarter people than me are saying is like a probably a top five coach. Uh, that's it's tough to beat, man. That's really tough to beat. So, and then I don't know about this other GM guy, but we'll get into it later, I suppose. Well, okay. He reports to Thibodeau, so Thibodeau, Tibbs, Tibbs, Adelman, Adelman. <laughs> Reports to him, so it's uh, it's it's of lesser importance, I suppose. But um, and one of the guys that's most respected, I think, is uh, the guy that runs the Draft Express website, and he said that this guy is super super sharp, which somewhat counteracts the fact that he was on the Knicks during the Isaiah Thomas years when they were they were one of the worst organizations <laughs> ever. So, yee, I'm just gonna hope that he was doing doing as he was told. When he was in the Knicks organization, it's a very bad franchise. So I've decided to that that that's what I believe. I've chosen to believe that. Uh, but all is well. It's very fun. You guys have any other thoughts besides me just just crying in tears of joy? Well, what we know about Thibodeau is that he's an excellent defensive coach, yep. which is sort of how he made his name yep. in Boston, if I'm not mistaken. And, and that's... Then- the Wolves desperately need someone who can coach defense. John, I'm getting a little um, bit of feedback. Can you adjust your mic? So you were going to talk about who now? I was going to talk about uh, Thibodeau. Tom Thibodeau. Yep. Uh, he was. He's known for coaching defense, which is good because the Wolves have no defense whatsoever. Correct. Um, I don't get the sense... Is is he a good coach of young players, though? Well, it sounds like he's a screamer. He is a screamer. The report is that he enjoys screaming at people. It's tough to tell because he, you know, it's like any of these. uh, Like Derrick Rose got better underneath him, but he's also Derrick Rose. Like he's just this unbelievable athlete. So, how old is this guy? This Thibs? Mid fifties. Way older than I thought. Yeah, he had hockey hair back in 1990, 1988, 1990. The pick oh, that brand always post. So, huh? Was he coaching back then? He was an assistant. Wow. Yeah. He's older than I thought. Born in '58. So he's oh, yeah. he's 58 years That's old. When check against him. Yep. Keep, but I'm keeping track. Okay. He's uh, he's track. 58, so he's old, he's uh, he's 17 years younger than your guy Zimmer. So you've got a guy, I, I think, I get the sense that Towns, who is motivated by people yelling at him, will do very well, and that Wiggins, who hates being yelled at, will not do so well. I think that's fair. I, I Again, today is a day for celebration, Jonathan. I don't know why you keep... Well, I, I worry when one... I mean, Wiggins is Canadian, so he's not used to people being mean to him. That's so true. So if you got a guy who's going to just come in and scream at him every minute, even Sam Mitchell didn't scream at him that much. And Sam Mitchell just, that's the only joy Sam Mitchell has in his entire life is yelling at other people. (laughs) He just is a grumpy, grumpy, grumpy man. And so I feel like like Thibodeau is just going to come in and Wiggins is just going to cry a lot. Uh, I suppose so. I don't think he was ever a guy that like, 
lost the locker room or, or you know, however you want to call it of like guys gave, quit on him or, or whatever. I could be wrong. I feel like they always played pretty hard for him. So whether that means he, I don't know. It's tough to say. But I think you're right. That's kind of the first thing that everybody thought of is like, what about our little baby Wiggins? Is he going to be okay by getting uh, a screamy McRedface up in his grill? I will say that I can't wait to see what Ricky Ricky Rubio on defense does with a team that's actually playing defense behind him as well. Yeah, yeah. Rather than just him like disrupting four different passing lanes at once and then passing to someone and Greg Doritos is for some reason standing out on the wing all by himself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Greg, who are you guarding? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's true. So it's that'll, very true. that'll be fun to watch. Yep. It, it gives me hope that there will be a competent team on the floor next year, and that's all you can really hope for. I totally forgot that they have a uh, probably a top five pick, too. I've, wait, wasn't that the one they traded for Adrian Payne? No, that's protected, so it'll be next year. Oh, all right. You know, if you if you make sure it's a year or two in the future, nobody gives a shit. It's a beautiful thing. You get to have next a player for two years. Next year's first rounder. And everyone's like, what, we got this guy for free? That's fucking great. Twenty. You should just trade every pick after twenty twenty, and nobody would care. No, because oh, there's going to be twenty twenty one first rounder. Big deal. That'll be number thirty seven because there'll be five expansion team or seven expansion teams, and also we're going to win the championship. Yeah. Or there's going to be so many other fuck ups from now until then they won't even remember this one. Yeah. Yeah, that's that the pick will be traded nine times. It's the Timberwolves way. Well, anyway. Um, we should move on, but that was fun. I'm very excited. Go Wolves. How how many season tickets have you purchased, Brandon? <sighs> Man, I haven't even thought about going to games yet. I'm going to be doing a lot of them, a lot of it, though. My Jones will be five at that point, oh. so I think that's a, a good age to start bringing your kid to stuff, So, and it's going to be the dead of winter. So, yeah, I'm going to try to get to as many as I can next year. It's going to be really fun. Expensive, but fun. Yeah, I don't think the Timberwolves will sell you a season ticket for $5 like they did a few years ago. Yeah, remember that? $3 a seat when they got the third pick? That was that was excellent because I literally could buy... Buying beer at the game cost more than my ticket to the game did. Oh, easily. My buddy... Easily. I, I bought... Mike Rand organized this whole thing, and I, I, I bought two tickets to five different games, and I paid... I paid less for the tickets than my buddy did for us to park downtown every game we went to. Yeah. That's yeah. good basketball right there. Uh, totally. All right, moving on um, to – hold on. Let me make a quick note. Stu? Yeah, I'm here. Our guy is having a rough night. Dubnik? No, I uh, switched over to the Twins quick. Oh, which 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 one? Wait, you switched uh, over to the twins? Yeah. Do you have a DVR going or anything? No. You probably are gonna want to switch back to the wild. I j- did you? J- oh, shit! I missed that. I was I wondering the why there was there was absolutely the no scored. reaction out of you. <laughs> I think uh, the wild just scored, guys. Wild just scored, and I completely missed it. Well, yeah. whatever. Uh, Ozzy. Uh, oh. Ozzy. Struck out with the bases loaded, and then the next inning, they uh, he just completely missed a, a ball. Another, oh, Jesus and Christ. Caught the run. So, oh, God. Oof, uh, Ed, yeah. 
Our outfield defense has been absolutely a nightmare this year. Ass advert. The the concerns we had about it, unlike many of our other concerns, were completely (laughs) well-founded. Everybody knew Sano was going to be a disaster, so that hasn't really been a surprise. But Ed Rosario is making very Delman-like dives for the ball. So every other game in left field. So this is the Twins' world-famous 9.3% of the way through the season review that we're doing right now. You guys are yep. totally right. It's what I wanted to talk about. What has been shocking, and I think that's the number one thing for me, is how shitty Rosario has looked out there. Like, he's just learning oh, the position. Lost. And not, like, timid. Like, he's going. He just making really idiotic plays that are costing them tons of extra bases, right? Yeah, the Twins... The Twins have to have six times as many incidents so far, so far this year as any other team in baseball where an outfielder misses the ball and it rolls all the way to the wall. Yes, yeah, that's twice it, a game. It's not just like Arcia earlier tonight, he went into the left center gap and knocked the ball down but dropped it, and Ryan Braun ended up scoring from first just because he couldn't use his glove to catch the ball. Not even stuff like that, just stuff where it goes through someone's legs and rolls all the way to the wall. So let's... So what I want to ask is 9.3% of the way through the season, what do we absolutely know? Like It's early, but obviously number one is that the Sano experiment in right field, unmitigated disaster. It's bad. There's no way that yep. turns around. And I will say kudos to the sport of podcast for pointing that out. That's all us. Yeah. We were literally the only ones. The only people in town. Nobody else has the seeds. <laughs> has the seeds to point out what we knew was all too real. The Emperor had no clothes on. We pointed out. I'd love to hear what City Page's sports writer of the year had to say about that. Conspicuously he, he thought it was a great idea. Loved it. Yeah. Got to do it. Yeah. Analytics. Yeah, it may, may even be his idea. Uh, that fucking UZR overcoming total bases. Yep. Direct quote from Aaron Gleeman. I love brunch and Sano on the outfield. That is a direct <laughs> quote. I'll find it somewhere. Yeah. It's, it's a direct quote. Uh, number two, I would say that we for sure know is that Maurer's head ouchie is gone. He's better. He just looks like a whole different guy out there, right? He's probably might I, not I'm stay. I'm not ready this. to believe yet. Okay, you're gonna say that's a we think. I, I I really I want it to be true so badly that I almost am afraid of being hopeful. Yeah, same here. I, and I, those I, head ouchies I, can I, come I, back too. It's not like it's a yeah. you know. But he looks. It's it's just like. You see him at the plate, and he's taking pitches that are two inches off the plate now instead of swinging and missing them. Yeah, I don't it's, know. It's, I feel like I feel like we need a Parker Hageman breakdown of here are all the times Maurer swung at something less than three inches outside the zone last year versus here are all the times he took that pitch last year because he was famously good at at only swinging at strikes and not swinging at pitches outside the strike zone. Yep, and that sort of went away when he struck out a billion times last year. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Okay, so I think that's totally fair. You're going to put it in the we think, and I wanted to put it in the we know. Not that he's going to stay this hot, but I just... we hope. Okay, think and hope. I love that. Those are two... uh, Yes. Thought and hopefulness are Brandon's two big things. I'm into them. I'm into them. I'm on an island. Uh, Number three that I have that I was thinking of is that Suzuki is toast. Yeah, this is it. Man. Was, he's not coming. He's not coming back. The catcher, the catcher position in general is a. It's not good. Yeah. The one certainty I was going to say was that the Twins catchers will get fewer than a hundred hits this season. Jesus. 
The catcher position will get fewer than 100 hits. Mildly warm take. Mildly warm. Yeah. Um, It's it's like having Drew Butera back there every single day. And I mean, what's the what's the plan? Where's the solution? Is it that uh, J.R. Murphy figures it out somehow? Yeah, that's that's their hope. That's that's Plan A. That's Plan A. Nobody at Triple A. I think they they got a couple guys down. like low A, right? I think there's high A. That's Stuart Turner, that's Mitch something. Garver. I don't know where the hell they ended up. A somewhere, maybe double A. But uh, the Rams doing these days. volleyball players right now? Those are the <laughs> real guys. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they certainly sound like like one is super good in the field and can't hit, and the other one is super good hitter and can't field. And that's no just, shit. So, that's yeah. just the way it is. I mean, the whole league is like that. It's a catching dearth throughout the league. There's none. Nobody has a good catcher. Is it been like I don't, Royals, and then that's it? Yeah, I mean, what other? I feel like there's always about four decent catchers, and the rest are horseshit. Kind of throughout. Mm-hmm. Or was there a time when a lot of guys were better, or was the offense bad enough at the, back then where it didn't I don't really know. matter? That's a good, but it just seems like right now there's like none. There's just nobody's good. Yeah, there's always been a few, right? Like yeah, yeah, huh. That's a bummer. Well, I think that though, but that's a that's a known. There's they sh- they need to be they they're not, of course. But if the Twins front office wasn't out working on some sort of Latvian worker strike uh, documentary, they would be staying up at night, working till midnight, burning the midnight oil, trying to figure out the catcher situation. Right? Yeah, Somehow. Maybe, like maybe some... Max Kepler can catch. What about Max Kepler? Give him a try. He's just, you know, getting yeah, splinters on his ass, exactly. sitting on the bench. They're not actually playing him. Why not? He's playing tonight. There's no need for him to sit on the bench and watch. There's probably TVs in the back room. Get down there and start get the equipment on him and start whipping balls into the dirt and see what happens. He's playing tonight, Clarence? I didn't see him in the lineup. I saw him batting. Maybe, no. maybe he was pinch hitting. Maybe Sano got hurt already? Oh, man. What happened? Yikes. Boy, trying to podcast and watch two games at once is really making me struggle here. Yeah, he was in the batter's box. I don't know if he ever actually hit. I've been there a Vikings <laughs> game on. We can watch a Vikings game too. We tend to do yeah, really well. Yeah, just for everyone. Yeah, spoiler alerting it. Yeah. Uh, so beyond what we know, the things that I also in the we think or jury's still out. I mean, been a, a up and down first couple weeks for for our guy Park Bang, right? He's like yeah. completely hopeless, and then he hits one 900 feet. Yeah, yeah. He, he hit one into the B ramp and also struck out 45 <laughs> times. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know, man. I mean, the pace, you know, every time he hits a home run, his pace goes from like seven home runs projection to 60 because it's so early in the year. Uh, that would be nice to keep up, but it's just he just feels like one of those guys where 100 at-bats into it, Whatever is that he can't do is figured out, and they continue doing that until he's in AAA. You know what I like to say about him, Brandon? Let's hear it. Three true outcomes. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sorry. 3TO. That's a ball term. Well, That's 3TO. a ball guy term. Yep. That is a ball guy term. You're only gonna get that on the City Pages Best Port podcast. Best. Rest in peace. R.I.P. Love you, Ben Johnson. Yeah, miss you. Love you. Uh, pitching in general, jury's still out, right? I don't know. It's been. There's nothing we really know uh-huh. yet. It kind of is what it is. Yeah. yeah. Nobody's really excited oh. about anybody who's pitching. Right. I think the stars just scored, guys. Right. That's correct. Oh, sorry. Sorry, fellas. I'm sorry. Uh, and then the jury's still out on kind of the rest of the lineup. So what you're saying, Brandon, what I'm hearing, I'm hearing a lot of is the jury is still out. Sano, Maurer, Suzuki are the knowns at our world-famous 9.3% of the way through the season review. Yes. But that's a lot for for that early of a of a year, don't you think? That's I mean, true. like, Buxton looks terrible, but it's early. But, and Dozier twins, looks terrible, I mean, but it's early. I, hope, I really hope the Twins don't give up on Buxton this early already. Just let him keep playing. Let him play for well, two months before you send him back. You need someone ball. in the outfield who can catch a ball. Well, yeah, that'd be... Just put a glove on each one of his hands and just let him go everywhere. Yeah. So, yeah, he's he's in, I think, as long as their outfield issues continue. And they're going sure, to continue. Especially with the unforeseen ones with Rosario. Because you at least, you know, the one justification you could have for Sano is that, well, you got Rosario and Buxton there. You know, they can pretty much cover 80% of the field and, you know, just got to hope Sano can handle his 20%. And with Rosario fucking up, it's just... Oy. And then, of course, Oswaldo. Dear sweet Oswaldo. I, so, are you guys surprised... That they left Sano in right field even after Plouffe got hurt and went on the disabled list? Because it seems like that would have been an excellent opportunity to be like, all right, for a couple weeks at least, we're gonna, we are gonna got to get out of jail free card here. We're going to get Sano out of right, right field and put yep. him in a position that he's less likely to hurt other players on his team. Um, they... You yeah. can get everybody into the lineup that way. I'm surprised, too. I mean, why I, not give it a try? I still, I know we talk about this almost every week. And uh, and I still will never understand how bad Joe Maurer must be at third base when they're working on shit. <laughs> doesn't make any fucking sense to me. We know he's got a good arm. He's always had a great arm. You don't need to be fast. What is it about third base that he can't? figure out he's an unbelievable fucking athlete why can't that would solve everything they just they're not going to move him that the the obvious the, the, the obvious solution would be joe and Wright and so no at first and molitor has just flat out said joe is a veteran i'm not moving him but there has to right or wrong i, I disagree with that stance 
100%. But if this Joe Maurer was uh, was an unbelievable an third baseman or an unbelievable right fielder, obviously he's a competitive athlete. He'd be like, yeah, I re- would want to yeah. go play these. If really- they asked him, he would do it, but Paul won't ask him. So and that's it's just, just crazy to me. But it's got to be because I know it's, it's crazy to me, too. This, who should you be building this team around? You're, you're not a championship team right now. I mean, you're not. It's not, you know, maybe they make the playoffs. That's obviously doubtful, but. This you're, you should be building this team around Miguel Sano, not Joe Maurer. So who who should be going to right field? Joe Maurer. Who, who should be the one making the adjustment? Joe, not not Mike, not Mike Sano. Yeah, it's just crazy. But he won't yeah. do it, and he has said flat out because Joe is a veteran. He's not moving Joe. He's not moving Ploof. The exact quote was. Paul, they asked Paul, okay, here's the, you've got Miguel Sano, you've got Ploof, and you've got Maurer. What are you going to do? And he was saying, I'm going to put Sano in right field. What do you want me to do? Ploof is a veteran. Joe is a veteran. I'm not moving them. That was his quote. I ha- I'm, I'm just I, hoping that there's some other backstory behind it, because otherwise he's an idiot, and I want, him to, I want to believe that he's not an idiot. It's remarkable, and I don't think he's an idiot. I like Paul Molitor. Oh. I've watched some guys, of the things he's done. He has not as been as much of a vet, the veteran sycophancy yeah. that basically got Gardenhire fired and it's, then uh, rehired. We, you know, we're detached and we're not in the club. Play professional baseball or be involved with professional baseball for 40 years or 35 years or whatever, and that's just the mindset you get. Yeah. It just absorbs. It's just... It, becomes a part of you. Well, it's like when they talk it's about, just, uh, well, I don't want to move a guy from sixth to eighth in the order. That's going to, you know, mentally, it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Doesn't make you're any going sense up to the plate and you're trying to get a base hit. You're trying to get on base. It doesn't matter what fucking, but it, it makes sense to them. It makes perfect sense to them in their head. I mean, Nicole, he's like incredulous. What, what do you want me to do? Move Joe Mauer to right? I'm a like, veteran. Yeah. Fuck <laughs> yes. It's like exactly. Oh, well, that's obviously a stupid idea. He's a veteran. You can't do that. No, well, what? You can. You could do it right now, easily. I mean, I'm hoping, and I haven't paid much attention to the, the lamestream media, even though I'm a part of it. Um, I'm hoping they pushed him on this at multiple times because it's so obvious and there's still no clear answer that we know of. Again, you guys pay more attention than I do, so I'm taking faith that, that there isn't a very obvious answer but i just i would just hammer on that until i was satisfied with whatever is whatever the company line is on that because it just is is just asinine to me it's the obvious answer to everybody you have a great athlete willing to do something and you need to get some more value out of him because he's making a million a hundred million dollars a year uh do something else with him the only other answer is that joe has told him no i don't want to do it and paul is smart enough to not tell the media that, otherwise the hyenas would be all over Maurer. I mean, this this town would go apeshit if they knew that Joe yep. Maurer was asked by right field and he said, no, I won't do it. And I don't and think, think that think he that, would as a... Paul, would know, Paul knows that people would go apeshit, and he's protecting him by but, saying, no, this is my idea, I'm not moving him. And if there's... and that, Which would be fine. And the only reason Maurer would say no is if there's somehow inherently a lot more risk to concussion in a different position than first base, which seems weird, yeah, right? I, I mean, that doesn't seem like yeah. a huge issue, but that would be the only thing because Who knows? you know Maurer is a 
crazy competitive athlete like the rest of us, he's not going to be like, oh, first base sounds super fun. Right field? Oh, no, I don't want to. Right? Like that is playing baseball. Like you just want to. You want to be somewhere. You want to be in in the action. It doesn't matter if it's first, third, or right. If you can be good at it, you'd want to do it. Um, and I think I would think even more so, you'd want to not play first base if you were had the capability to play somewhere else. That's just general baseball dude mentality. So it's weird. The whole thing is weird. It, it is weird. I'm gonna blame the head ouchie again. Somehow. I also want to mention earlier tonight in the in the Twins game in Milwaukee, there was a moment where Brian Dozier was hitting, and Milwaukee has been putting every defender on the left side of the infield, like bringing in outfielders and putting them over there too. And so you, you got Dozier who just absolutely refuses to just bounce the ball through the right side and get a hit. So that's enough. And then he hits a dribbler back to the pitcher who then tries to underhand it to first, and it sort of goes over the first baseman's head, and he has to back up five feet, grab the ball, and go back to first, which is not a problem because Dozier was basically walking to first base. And I wanted just to mention all this because I thought it would be a good entry in Brandon's sometime series of, Brian Dozier, be glad that you're a white person. (laughs) Because if that had happened to a Latino player or an African-American player or really anybody but a white guy from Mississippi, yep. the hot takes could fuel the <laughs> could fuel the energy needs of Minnesota for the next 10 years. Oh, man, <laughs> I missed Absolutely it. refusing to hit, hit against the shift and run hard to first base. Jim Suhan would have written 14 columns about it already, and it happened an hour ago. But nobody will mention it because Ryan Dozier's white. It's got great. He's got a nice haircut. Nobody will mention it except for you and 500 different people on the internet. Did 500 people on the internet mention it? Absolutely. All right. Well, okay. If you Eggman it. Chalk chalk one up for political correctness again, I guess. Oh, down goes another one. Now Brian Dozier is going to get fired. Jeez. (laughs) Uh, Oh, Kurt Schelling. Yeah, man, boy, it's a it's a it's a harrowing addiction to memes is really the issue with him. <laughs> I just feel bad for Rhode Island taxpayers. Now he's got more time to fuck them over again. <laughs> I just love the memes, guys. I'm sorry, I can't stop posting these memes. God, I've been treating people right. Eat shit. Oh boy. Um. Uh, okay, is anybody sort of upset, or you think it's funny that Ron Gardenhire is now a member of the Twins organization again, the company that fired him? Boy, that was the upset of the year, wasn't it? Boy. <laughs> Boy. Crazy. The so, Gardenhire wants to do it because he can't get hired elsewhere and wants to keep his name out there, right? And is like, come on, let me, come on, let me just do something, right? Is that? Yeah, pretty much. I guess much. I'm like... From what I can tell, I'm pre- like maybe the only one that doesn't really mind it at all in any way. He, okay. What would be Garden Hire's strength? Getting I mean, after yelling it. at the umpire. What pe- beard <laughs> what grooming? People didn't like about him were his in-game decisions, right? That they were outdated. His uh, reliance on using the second baseman in the second batting position or you know, the, his bullpen management, that kind of stuff. But I don't think there was anybody that doubted 
his knowledge of the game or the you know right way to uh, the field or you know where you should position yourself <laughs> when there's a man on first and third and a ball is hit. Just hold the guy the on when he's at first. Second, you know, he he has that baseball knowledge. That's all he's going to be teaching people. He's not making a decision on who's going to be used in the seventh inning in the bullpen. That's not his role. He's just going to be teaching guys where to, where, you know, to hit the cutoff man. Just shit like that. Things that he knows about. That's that's his role. I got no problem with it. Uh, I think to me this is one of those scenarios where it's not the outcome, it's the optics that just ends up looking not great. It's not a reason for them to not do something if they think Gardenhire can can improve the organization better than whoever else they would have hired, whatever. But the optics don't look great. The same optics that brought Torrey Hunter back where you're like, okay, well, if it wasn't Torrey Hunter and I looked at this guy's statistics, I'd be like, ugh, fine, whatever. But it was Torrey Hunter, and it's still that same issue of looking well, back. Torrey Hunter the was brought back to contribute to the Major League roster. What is Ron Gardner's contribution going to be to the Major League roster? He's going to be a roving minor league instructor. Totally. So yep. I guess... So we're on the yeah, same page. Outcome, who cares? It's fine. Yeah. I totally... I don't think it's going to like somehow negatively impact the organization overall. It's just the optics of it, which are more funny than anything. Like, I'm not super worried. Yeah, I mean, it's I, not, like, surprising to me. Like, oh, my God, they they still continue to talk to the same baseball people. You know, whatever. Of course. Of course. But it's, you know. I mean, not a great I, think it's, I think it's symptomatic of the, of the Twins never getting any sort of new voices into the organization, which I think is a real problem. But this individual thing isn't necessarily a problem by itself. They they hired a guy who was a coach for a long time with the team to continue to be a coach with the team, which they did for Tom Kelly and pretty much everybody who was involved with the Twins for a long time. That's sort of what they do, and that's it's fine. It's also just sort of funny because when they got rid of Gardner, there were a few people around who were saying, you know, he's not going to be on he's not going to be out of a job for long. Everybody wants Ron Gardner on the team, and so far everybody in this room. <laughs> So far, 26 baseball managers have been fired. Not one of those teams has ever gotten that close to hiring Ron Gardner. Dusty Baker has gotten four jobs since Ron Gardner got fired. Dusty, yeah, Dusty Baker has ruined 17 pitchers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Completely ruined them. Their arms have all fallen off. Strasburg's dead. It's already died. It's mid-April. Yeah, I just want to trust that there's somebody in the organization that that can say their piece about if Terry Ryan and Molly and whoever else are sitting around uh, fucking around in Fort Myers at dinner and being like, I think we should keep Casey Fain. He's the answer. That is like, you guys fucking nuts? No. Stop doing that. You need to think differently. And I just, I don't know who that person is in the organization. Uh, and I I don't know. It'd be good to have that sort of different... Well, Neil Allen. He was from the old side. Neil Allen. Maybe he's the guy. So maybe there are guys. I don't know. It just There's doesn't not seem many. like it. No, he's one guy. I can't think of another guy. And who knows? Maybe maybe those guys just aren't appreciated in the organization. Maybe they are and we don't know about it and one of the fucking bench coaches that I can't think of right now is like clearly a dude who every single time they say something is like, you guys are crazy. Stop doing that. Stop thinking that. And they just can't do anything about it because Terry Ryan's just nutso about whatever he wants to do. Maybe those are all true. It just feels like new blood is necessary for even the good organizations 
right? And not even, I'm not even talking about baseball. I'm just saying like in general, and uh, especially if your organization's been hurting for a little bit. So um, this is not new blood, but again, I, I don't really, I don't really give a shit because it's not like Gardenhire wasn't, like I'm sure if they had a question for Gardy, they were going to call him up anyway. Now he's just a little bit closer. That's now he's true. just down the hall. Yeah. You know? My guardian was like, I'm not, not I'm not helping you out until I have a contract. Yeah. Yeah, Asian exactly. Fort Myers. Yeah. Yeah, wherever. Now I can officially take a call a little bit easier. So. You guys know me. I'm all about the optics. What's the name of the stats guy that the Twins hired? Jack, Jack Goen? Jack oh, I Goen? thought the joke was oh, that we were yeah. supposed to sit yeah, here for 30 right. seconds silently. But yeah, you're right. That's That's the guy. How? What percentage of his time do you think does he spends analyzing data, and what percent do you think he spends fixing the computers of front office personnel? <laughs> I've always pictured yeah, him I, as like the guy with like carrying around a handful of of huge spreadsheets, and Terry Ryan coming up and being like, "Hey, could you make that work? That it makes sense to keep Casey Fiend?" And he just like looking through all of his numbers and like, "No, I, I okay, I'll go try to make that work." And then he like runs off into his office of papers and is like printing off new things to make Terry Ryan's point for him. That's been my vision of what he does. Yeah, if Jack- you order them by last name, Fiend is fourth in the alphabet. <laughs> uh. Uh, so that's I have no idea though I have no clue what sort of say he has maybe he's sitting around brunch in Fort Myers and and consulting anyway big maybe um all right so that's enough guardy talk do we have any other twins things you guys want to get off your chest no no they're getting dragged tonight but you'll find that out in the morning when you listen to this Yes, you probably already know. Um, okay, so the uh, Minnesota Wild, not dead yet. We have no, uh, by the time this goes to press, this game will not be over. So not they're, a huge update. Tied at two, right? I think it's... As of now, tied at two in the second period. Uh, where? What game was it where there was a... Some guy like kicked a goal in off somebody's back or something? Game two. And why is that, that the weekend game? Yeah, that's fucked up, man. That game too. That, did that end up being like a huge goal, or was it sort of in the grand scheme of things? One, so yeah, <laughs> yeah, it ended up being a pretty big goal. Does that make yeah. you go just insane, or is it you're so used to the mm-hmm. that's the that's kind of the beauty of playoff hockey is any anything can happen like that, and that's why it's so fun and tense. If I cared more about the series, I think I would have gone absolutely apeshit. Yeah. When you pair that with the uh, right. incitement call against Ryan Carter where they kicked him out of the game for, like, I, I don't know. I think he... Incited like, something? Stuck his, stuck his tongue out at the goal here, something just ridiculous. <laughs> While Russell for Dallas is like axe handle, just two-handing guys over the head every 30 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> and... Ryan Carter just skates by the goalie and like gives him a, I don't know, a dirty look and oh, incitement. Ten minutes and kicked him out of the game. It was just a remarkably poor refereed game, and it was Brad Meyer. It's the it's the ref that everybody knew going in. I, I know there's NBA refs that are like this. I couldn't tell you their name. I think there's that little bald guy that everybody hates, and when they see that he's lined up 
to ref mm-hmm. your team's game, you're just like, oh no. He's oh, the Ed Hightower. Shit. He's the Ed Hightower of the Ed NHL. Hightower. Great example. Yes. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh Christ, how is this going to get fucked up tonight? And it did. I mean, everybody's fears came true. This guy, he's just bad. And uh, that's what happened. That fucking sucks. It does suck. (laughs) You know, it's the wild, their effort in game one was just remarkably bad. Just Mm -hmm. embarrassingly bad. And game two was a little bit better, but still not great. Uh, So you could make the, you know, you could say, well, it didn't really matter. They didn't deserve to win. Well, you know, it's it still mattered. You could say they didn't deserve to win, but it, you also can detach that and say it, it mattered. Those calls mattered. Well, yeah, that the the outcome does not make those calls any better. Dallas didn't deserve to win either. They played poorly. Now, the Wild played poorly too, but that doesn't mean Dallas deserved to win any more than the Wild did. So it was just frustrating. But I, if I, like I said, if I cared more, it would have been, I would be... Ape shit. If it was like golfers hockey, I'd be going crazy. But and now Dallas just scored again, three to two. Are you gonna care if they move on to the next series? Will you will you amp up your caring level, or is it just kind of it's it's gone? That's already the sun has set on that. I think it's over. Maybe I want them to win every game they play, and within ten minutes of the season being over, I want everybody fired. <laughs> One way of looking at it. Does that make sense? <laughs> that is perfect. Yeah, that that is a perfect John statement, and actually, probably most fans. Like, just, I'm going to turn off my front office bullshit brain and just watch it and cheer for him, and then afterwards, I'll be like, "Fuck you guys." <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to cheer against them. I just want everybody to be let go out of their jobs and not have another season, another crappy season like this one. Right. Fire yeah. Torchetti. Fire yeah. Fletcher. Um. I, you really can't fire anybody else because they all have contracts that go through 2023 thanks to Fletcher. Yeah. So, I, I I don't know what else to do beyond that, but that's what you can do. Those are the things that are available to you. So, <laughs> so do them. Go yeah, ahead and not? do those. So, uh, Clarence, is your your son is into it, right? He likes yeah. the... What age do they actually start caring about sports and you can have fun watching is that like seven he eight started at six he's seven now six is when it really kind of triggered um and he would watch a whole game he'd just like be into it and sit down and watch he would it. go to twins games and stuff at four and five but he did he could care less what was going on or what mm-hmm. who won it was about six but six years old last year that he really started getting more into okay i'm going to uh i know the players i care who wins Tell me who won when he wakes up. You know, he'll say, hey, who won? He'll sit down and watch the highlights and stuff like that. Cool. Yeah, that's going to be fun. I can't wait to. Yeah, it is fun. It's a way, it, makes things, it really does make it way more fun. Clarence, were any of your other kids like that, into sports like that? No. They still aren't. Still aren't? Indifferent. Completely. Stu, Stu were either of your kids like that? Not really, no. All right, so we're up to one kid for the podcast. One out of five. Well, they're also all, you know, girls. And that I do think that makes a difference. I mean, there's girls, obviously, that do care about sports. and But um, are there a lot of 10-year-old girls that care about the wild uh, enough to tell me 
eight and one when when they wake up in the morning. No, yeah, I, I would say they're the exception. Really, it was pretty close with basketball and stuff, but it was never that intense. It was, you know, more more fanish type of stuff than like you know getting up, reading the the agate type and the <laughs> and the sports section type of thing. Right. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, couple quick hitters before we go. Uh, next week, we will be doing our famous annual NFL draft meet up in person and everybody's invited podcast. Now, Clarence can't make it. Nope, I'm out. John can't make it. I can't make it. So I be, will be at the airport. So it'll be Stu and I, and we will send out some deep details later. But as of now, we are gonna we're gonna go to John's house and get the equipment from him, and we are gonna show up to a bar and plug in and start talking. And if anybody shows up and wants to grab the other mics, you're more than welcome to do that. So we'll mm-hmm. see. Last year it was an absolute gong show, and we enjoyed that. So we figured let's run it back. Let's just be let's just crazy and even less professional as usual. You know what? If we are not going to be able to be as popular as the uh, Britt Brower podcast, then let's just go in the opposite direction. Let's really yep. let's really steer into our, our only professionalism. Only the people who show up to the bar. We want them to be the only people that enjoy this. Yes, exactly. So I like so it. More details to come on that, but it'll be it'll be at least very fun for the people who show up, and we encourage you to to come out. Whether you have a if you ha- it, it'll be like a uh, airing of grievances. If you have a rant, you want to get off your chest, show up, and I like it. You can have a it's mic. It's like a town hall meeting. I just set up the open mic. Uh, it's like a township meeting. The township meeting mic, slash open mic minutes. night. Just like you bring a guitar out and you want to just do a song. That's fine. It's, there's a mic here waiting What's for you. Grievance? Yep. Oh, God damn it, John's been leaving his garbage out all fucking week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. So uh, more to come there, but since John um, in particular, and obviously Clarence won't be there, I'm wondering if you guys want to give us some of your pre-draft analysis that we can take with us, because Stu and I are going to be studying up. I mean, I, I'll probably take a couple of days off work from be, before then just so I can really bone up. Gotta Mars get into it. Draft analysis, analysis, analysis. <laughs> analysis, analysis, analysis. Draft alignment. That's my analysis. <laughs> draft an offensive lineman. Draft six offensive linemen. I well, want as many offensive draft analysis, as you possibly can draft. How many draft picks do they have? Seven? Oh, Rick will get ten before it's yep. all said and done. They right, have seven now. now. You I accidentally just complimented Rick, but whatever. No, well, that's, that's not in any way a compliment. He will trade away the top the round one, two, and three picks so that he has 14 picks in the eighth round, which doesn't make the same. The Patriots will trade him three in the eighth rounders. And the, town, the media in this town will just lap it up, be like a dog licking from a bowl, but it'll be Rick's butt. <laughs> just lapping it up. <laughs> God, uh, trade away. Did it again. Uh, you got all ten picks. They're, they're all fucking cut before the end of training camp. Nobody talks about it. This is going to be a tough me. year for you. Traded a second oh, rounder for like three sixth round picks. He just fleeced everybody again. All those, none of those yep. picks pan out. But nobody writes about that on draft. Practice right. squad is nineteen guys. So John, there was like. Eight offensive linemen on the roster last year, and we've signed like four more. So we have yeah, like twelve, like fourteen now, and fourteen. You want more? You want to go into camp with like 
35 offensive yeah. linemen and like let's just see Two what wide happens. wide receivers and 17 offensive linemen on the roster next year. <laughs> oh no. That's what I want. <laughs> Okay, well that's that's fine. And John, we encourage you uh, to send over some some other analysis if you want, and we'll we'll share it on air. That's but... my that's my entire analysis. If they don't draft yeah. an offensive lineman, they're idiots. They've even been talking about the Vikings drafting a wide receiver first. Like, oh, they really need a wide out for a deep threat. Did they watch any Vikings games last year when Teddy would go back into his five step drop and then just have to turn and run for his life? because three people are about to pick him up and break him in half and throw him into the first row of the stands. It doesn't matter who you put at wide receiver if your quarterback can't stand still still long enough to throw it to him because he has to run away from all of the defensive linemen that are chasing him. It makes no sense. Don't draft a wide receiver. Draft someone who might actually help the team. They had, I'm sure their wide receivers were fine last year, but it didn't matter because Teddy had to run away every time. Also, there, I, th- I think we had some... Stats guys are, well, I guess in football it was more video guys who were looking and saying the wide receivers weren't getting open. But that really was not among the Twins' biggest five problems in uh, the Twins. The Vikings' biggest five problems on the offensive line. Or, it, it was the offense. All, all of the linemen are their problems. Replace every one of them, and, and I still maintain that Matt Khalil needs to be on the space shuttle, possibly on the International <laughs> Space Station. I'm very sad you're not going to be here next week. That was get him glorious. off Earth. Off Earth Wait, is where you want where him. He can't. He can no longer hurt us. Um, I think that's great. I think that that makes perfect sense. Okay, that's my Vikings draft analysis, which I'll miss because I won't be there next week. Mars Holler draft analysis, analysis, analysis. Brought to you by Dodge Trucks. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Clarence, do you have any right now, or do you want to save them and send us some I'll items at all? Sure. Okay. Well, uh, John, I want to quickly ask why you're uh, not going to be at the uh, at the draft next week. I am. I got into one of those discussions with Clarence on Twitter. These things happen. Oh Jesus! And pretty soon, I was betting Did you, you were apologizing for something. I'm so sorry. I was betting that I was going to leave town with nothing for Clarence. You know how it goes. Yep. Yep. You just get so angry you can't see straight, and suddenly he's like, yeah, I'll take town? that bet. Like, yes, I'll leave town. <laughs> so I have to leave town. That's what's happening. Here's the deed to my house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Somehow I won the bet, but I don't know how the terms were. I was seeing red. I, okay, so I, you uh, you fucked up I and said the that. Country, yeah. And I'm going to England. Why? <laughs> 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 well, let's hear about it. How long are you going to be gone? Where are you headed? I want to. I don't know. I'm thinking of a different side. Son of a bitch. <laughs> there's, a, there's an England song I just mixed up with the president. Did like the graduation song? <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to England. I graduated from Oxford. Yep. Uh, so, so, just purely vacation. Is that right? Just got to take a load vacation. off? Good for you. Good. The, the, for the whole fa- the whole family's making the trip, and Including we're going me. over. I, I've never I've never mm-hmm. been to England before, and I'm going to be there for a couple weeks. I Good hope day. that you are prepared at how expensive every fucking thing in that city is. Have you heard? I'm, at all, I, I, mean, I assume I assume that everything is about the same price as it is in America, except all of their. Dollars are worth two of our dollars. 
So everything basically is twice as expensive. It's but it's also the same price as New York, so it's probably three times expensive as here. Well, so. that's not exciting. But we are getting out of London and going around the country, so okay. Hopefully, it'll hopefully it'll just be ridiculously expensive in the other parts of England. Yeah, totally. You want to have that be insanely constant. expensive, like yeah. London. Cool. How many days are you going to be there? Uh, we will be there about 14, 15 days. Holy fucking shit. Yeah, long trip. Stadium of light. <laughs> Stu is coming up with every English soccer thing you could think of on Twitter today. What are your big excursions planned? Stamford Bridge. <laughs> no, Stu. Piccadilly I, Circus. I'm going to an Arsenal game while I'm there. Oh, I did that. That was an Gooners. absolute Those blast. Those are the Gooners, right? Yep. Yeah, that was closer. We'll take it. Uh, I went to an um, Arsenal game and had the time of my life. I had an absolute fucking blast. I had so much fun at the game, after the, at the match, at the pitch. The pitch. I was on near the pitch, watching the pitch. Went out, went out. I I probably told the story a million times, but it was just a it was just one of those days that you won't forget. And it was, yeah, it was super, super, super fun. So I recommend that you after the the mat the contest just say game, just say game, Brandon. After the game, you find some Arsenal super fans and say we want to go celebrate at a bar. Which is the best celebration bar? And then you go there, and then you do some fight songs, and they offer uh, what was happening when we were there. This is about ten years ago. They offered pictures of yag bombs, uh, oh. pictures oh, no. of yag bombs, and that is not at all an exaggeration. That's exactly what they were, and uh, it was one of the um, drunkest I've ever been in my whole life. But we had an absolute blast because celebration bars there after a game mat contest one is unlike anything here there's the fight songs and the cheers and everybody they won't even allow the opposing fans into the bar so when we got there the bouncer was not really checking our ids he was saying are you an arsenal fan we're like yeah for sure he goes oh then come on in because there'd be fights if it was it was the tottenham game so um oh god who had the spurs christ fucking spurs so um yes get over spurs yeah once you can't because you suck (laughs) Super fan. <laughs> super fan. Uh, anyway, um, there was lots more fun things to happen after that, but it was just super fun. So I, I recommend you get in with some Arsenal fans and have them show you their town because, you know, by and large, most sports fans are pretty friendly in general. So hopefully you can do that. Yeah, I'm hoping so. Yeah, it'd be cool. So that'll be fun. Then we're sort of on a tour for a couple weeks, so we're going all over all over England. See North Wales. I've sort of been exploring to see whether I could find random cricket matches in every town we go to, and it seems very difficult. England does not have the same commitment to everyday sporting events that America does with baseball. Well, that, I mean, that you America do. can go to any decent sized town in the country, and there's a baseball game going on if it's in the summer. Yeah, that's true. That's just the way it is. Right. Yeah. So there's just nothing in these towns. North Wales doesn't have anything going on on Tuesday and Wednesday that you were hoping to do. Classic doesn't North seem Wales. to be. I, I, I'm hopeful, but we'll see. Get it 
little bit of that soccer band. Do 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 do. That is just a classic fight song. Classic England. Classic England Arsenal theme song. Let me see. Going to the soccer game. I chew gooners at the pitch. Want to win the soccer game. Soccer, 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 Oh, man, I feel like we end every one of these podcasts with us singing the soccer, the official soccer theme song. The you guys all know. Theme song of soccer. <laughs> yeah. Mozart. I love Mozart. Uh, he is good. Big soccer fan. Yeah. Oh, the biggest. was Borussia Dortmund <laughs> while he was, he was a youth. Uh, Mo- Mozart was oh. the biggest. Yep. Yep. Uh, all right. Soccer. I'm talked out. Anybody got any parting words? No. No? All good. Good luck, Wild. Hope uh, you make a comeback here. Mm. Good uh, luck, Wild. Good, good luck. luck, everybody John. else. John, tra- come travel back safe. safe. In one piece. And, uh, Bring us back some fish and chips. I'm going to call into the podcast from England. That's my goal. And Clarence, if your schedule clears up, I think we'll be in the south part of Minneapolis for the thing. Well, that pretty much up. means he can't be there. He's not going to Minneapolis. Yeah, well, well it's south, really south. Yeah, it's that's cool. the south, like almost four ninety four south. It's closer. It's closer. We'll see. It is what? Uh, what part of close to west of thirty five no, or south. east? Uh, shit. Uh, what do you want us to say? I'm not going to tell. I'm not going to tell you. I don't even you know. I think it's west, but I, I don't know. I like know George you want to hear Dragon? you. No, it's not George and the Dragon. Hmm. It'll all be unveiled. It'll all be unveiled. There might be a bowling alley involved. Aha! Uh-huh. I got it. How come... Richfield Lanes. That's when the only company tell- that... Oh, God, that would be awesome. It was Richfield Lanes. <laughs> How come we never got a, bar, got a bar to sponsor us, but then I left town, and suddenly we're all about getting bars to give us beer? John, you know the answer to that. <laughs> oh, we gotta go... I always forget that I have a friend who's a general manager of a giant brew pub in town. Oh, my God. I, I never, like, call in those favors because I'm just in mm-hmm. so. Very sportive move out of you. Just very, yeah. torpedo your own potential. That's yeah. the sportive way. Yep. Squander whatever goodwill I have. Yep, squander it. Squander it good. Yeah, ball stew story. There you go. Okay, no more parting words. We love you. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you. Have a good week, everybody. Have a good week. Stay safe. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.